0: On your touch. Father, we are thankful, Lord, we are grateful for an opportunity like this. We thank you, Lord, for making way for each one of us to be here. Lord, indeed, you have plans concerning our lives. And this afternoon, we pray, O oh God, let your plans come to pass in our lives. Let your word go forth and let it accomplish every plan, every purpose that you have concerning us. We thank you, Spirit of God. Take over this service. Teach us. Minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus (laughs) as you take your seats. And we are continuing with our message on who will go to hell. Who will go to hell? Ask your neighbor, who will go to hell? Ask your neighbor, do you know who will go to hell? What's the answer? No. Okay, so today we will learn about the people who are going to hell. Amen. Who will go to hell? This is part of our how you can preach salvation message. Who will go to hell? Last week we started with this particular message and I was sharing with you that Hell is a real place. Hell is a real place. And hell is not a fantasy. Hell hell is not something that is made up. Do you understand? Hell is a real place. And it is something that we should be conscious of. It is something that we should be aware of. Do you understand? How many of you have died before? How many of you? You see, none of you here, has died before. How many of you have been born before? You see. Five, only five people here were born. And here. None of them were. I don't, <laughs> I'm not saying born again. Just natural. Physical birth. Were you born? Okay. Let me see how many of you were born. You see, if you were born, then it means that you will die. Now, the interesting thing is that when you die, you don't know where you are going. Now, someone who is from eternity is the one who can tell us that when we die, there is also heaven and hell. And if you have not died before, there is no wisdom in doubting that and not believing that and say that is not true. There is no wisdom in that. It's just like a child who is in a womb, who is not born, and is there, it's seven months, eight months, nine months, and somebody's saying, it's going to be nine months. Get ready, you are, coming to, you are going to be born. And he says, oh no, there is no such thing as that. I'm here in a womb, and that is where I'm going to be the rest of my life. You see, there's no wisdom for the child to feel that you are... Do you think it's wise for any child to feel that you are going to be in the womb the rest of your life? How many of you think it's not wise for the child to feel like that? How many of you feel like that? You see, because you are here in this world, so you understand that the child, no matter how long you stay in the womb, you'll be born. And so it's unwise to think that this all life is about. In the womb with amniotic fluid and this, the fluid is swinging and you no work, we don't work here, you know, we don't do anything, you don't have to get up, to just sleep, wake up, kick, you know, and when you are tired, relax, that's all life is about. You can say that. Neither can you also say in this life that as for here, it's just we grow up, we are born, we grow, we work, we eat, we drink, we sleep, we wake up, and that's all life is about. You can say that. And if you don't know of the world that is after, why do you doubt it? Why do you doubt it? Then you are just like a child who is in a womb who thinks that life is all about the womb. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But we will all die, and the next phase is heaven and hell. A child will be born, and the next phase is not the womb, it's not the amniotic fluid, it's not placenta, it's not blood that is circulating and exchanging nutrition for you. It is not that, but it is a real world where there's a sun, where there is rain, where it's cold and hot, and whether you like it or not, you'll be born in this world. Now, the same way, whether you like it or not, you will also find yourself in eternity. Amen. Simple as that. There is, if you, you don't need science to understand this. Hallelujah. So we are talking about hell and the people who go to hell. Amen. And I'm sharing with you last week, I was saying that this is not a kind of message that a lot of people run to churches to listen to. It is not a kind of message that is pleasing, that people like to hear. Do you understand? You see, if you are a baby and you are in the womb and you are living life very comfortably like that, the kind of message you want to hear is not that, Hey, there is a world outside of this place where the people are suffering. There is hunger. You know, they sweat before they eat. You know, you have to go to work. And if you don't go to work, they deduct from your salary. Wicked people. You know, they can steal from you. You say, hey, you know, you don't want to come out. The people lie. You know, the people, that can't, the world that you are coming in, someone will say, I love you, but they don't love you. You say, what? The people like that. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want to come out. You say, is that a way you, uh, you don't want to come out? And you want to stay there forever. But you find out that after nine months, you are here. Whether you are ready or not, you see that they are pushing you out. You don't want to come. They push, come out, come. And they tell them, push, push, push. Bring them out, bring them out. Whether you are ready or not, you say, I don't want to come out. They will push you out. That is why when they come out, they start crying. They start yelling. They are angry. They are angry. They push you out. They cut you out. And every connection that you have there, they cut it. They disconnect it. Cut it. Because you can't go into this world with all of that they cut it off the amniotic fluid is gone. It's useless to you you don't need it here placenta is useless to you you don't need it here everything is cut off every connection that you have there and whatever you did not fix you say oh my heart it wasn't close enough I have a hole that needs to close I want to come out you can't go back and fix that you can't go back and fix that you can't go back when the hour hits whether you are ready or not They'll push you out, whether you are ready or not. So the same way, when the hour hits, you say, "Oh, my baby is only three months." Come, 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 come! Push him out! Push him out! They'll push you out. You say, "Oh, I just get married." Push him out! Hey, I just finished school. I'm just going. Push him out! Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It is not the kind of message that people like to hear, but it's the real doctrine. It is the real doctrine. This is our life. It is the real doctrine. Whether we believe it or not, that day will come. Just like that child. That day will come. Hallelujah. So allow me to talk about hell. Allow me to preach about hell. Don't be angry about... Don't be angry with me that I'm talking about here. Look at the scripture in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. If you have the NIV for time's sake, let's just read that. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing... And his kingdom. I give you this charge. I give you this charge. And then he says preach the word. Say reverend preach the word. word. Say preach the word. 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 Say preach. Preach. Say you are the preacher. Preach the word. 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 Say preach about hell. Say tell us us. about about hell. Tell me about hell. You see a lot of us we live our lives. As if hell is not real. As if this hell thing is not real. But as a pastor, the Bible is giving me a charge. It says, I give you this charge. Preach the word. The word of God. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Whether the people, they like it or not, preach to them. Whether they are happy or sad, preach to them. It's not every time come and encourage them, oh, you are going to get married. You are going to be rich. You are going to have a car. You are going to have a house. You are going to, you are going to have... Um, um, a mansion, you are going to have this, you are going to, no, 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 no. Preach the word. Preach the word of God. Hallelujah. He said, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. It is all part of the doctrine. With great patience and careful instruction. That is why we read the Bible to us and then we share it, we discuss it. We don't come out with some man's wisdom. Hallelujah. He says, be, he says, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct. Rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. Teach the people. Why? Because verse 3, he gives a reason. He says, 'For for the time will come. Because, for means because. He said, because the time will come. When people will not put up with sound doctrine. People don't like to hear things like this. A time will come where people don't like to hear about sound doctrine. Preaching about hell is sound doctrine. Preaching about heaven and hell is sound doctrine. That is what Christ wants us to hear. Amen. So he says, preach the word. He says, for a time, the time will come. When men will not put up with sound doctrine, instead, to suit their own desires, instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That is why people go to certain churches. People go to certain churches where they will preach to them and say, it's okay for a man to marry a man. It's okay for a woman to marry a woman. It's okay that, you know, because, you know, there are some people who have these feelings and they are a man, but they are in a woman's skin. and It's okay. It's not a doctrine. And so you see churches like that, a lot of people, a lot of people, because he says they gather around them to hear He say, what their itching ears want to hear. They gather pastors around them like that. They go to places like that. People don't like to come to a church where they're talking about heaven and hell. But I'll preach the word. I said I'll preach the word. He says they will turn their ears away from the truth. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths but you that is the pastor but you keep your head up in all situations keep your head in all situations endure hardship do the work of an evangelist discharge all the duties of your ministry hallelujah I must discharge all the duties of my ministry I must preach to you about marriage. I must preach to you about education. I must preach to you about household and how to keep your homes. But I must preach to you about heaven and about hell. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is why we are looking in the scriptures to list some of the people who are going to hell. And so we want to continue reading. Um, Let's read because there are some few hell-headed passengers in Genesis chapter 19. So let's look at Genesis chapter 19 and um, verse 12. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 12. It says, this is about Lot and his family and how the Lord sent his angels to deliver them from Sodom. So these angels, they came in the form of men, and it says, the two men said to Lot, when they came to Lot, the two men said to Lot, do you have anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? This is in 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 Sodom. So they asked Lot, if you have any relatives here, any relatives here, go and tell them about salvation. You have friends here. Go and tell them about salvation. How that God is going to destroy the world. How that God is going to destroy this city. How that God is going to burn down this city. If you have any relatives here, go and tell them so you get them out. says, get them out of here. Because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. Do you understand? Who were pledged to marry his daughters. These are men who are ready to get married. He said, hurry and get out of this place. Because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. They thought that Lot was joking. They thought the preacher was joking. He says, with the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Harry, take your wife and your daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the man grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, flee for your lives. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plane. You see, this is what I'm talking about. We have to believe every word that is in the Bible and obey it and not take any of it as a joke and as, you know, it's just there. We have to believe it. None of the word of God is frivolous. He says don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plains flee to the mountains or you will be swept away Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain flee to the mountains or you will be swept away But Lot said to them No my lords please your servant has found favor in your eyes and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life But I can not flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I will die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to. And it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to them, Very well, I will grant this request too. I will not overthrow the town you speak of. But flee there quickly, because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zohar. By the time Lot reached Zohar, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heaven. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, including all those living in the cities, And also the vegetation in the land. Now if we think that, oh, God is so good, how is he going to burn us? This is the word of God. He says he rained down burning sulfur and burned the whole city. He rained down burning sulfur. And on the whole of Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, from the Lord out of the heavens. You would think that there is no such thing to come from heaven. But the Bible is teaching us that this came from the Lord out of heavens. Thus, he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, including all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Hallelujah. She looked back and became a pillar of salt. So last week we were sharing that some of the people who are going to hell are those who are offered salvation and they refuse. They offer salvation and they refuse. The Bible says that Lot's sons-in-law when he announced to them that God is going to destroy this place, the Bible says they thought he was only joking. They thought he was joking. Many people think that Preaching of the word of God, salvation, and the gospel is just a joke. But they thought he was joking, and the angels took Lot and his family out, and they were burned, including all the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. They thought he was only joking, because the preaching of the gospel sounds so simple. And that is how God chooses to save us. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. You can read the same version, it's fine. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, Oh, do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, the riches of God's kindness? Do you show contempt or do you despise the riches of God's kindness, his tolerance, patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you towards repentance? God's kindness is leading you towards repentance. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart. When you hear the gospel, when you hear about salvation, you think it's a joke and you are still stubborn and you are still still not repented and you are still in your sins. You see, the Bible says you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed when God's righteous judgment will be revealed are you listening to me you see this is why when we are preaching messages like this you sleep you will sleep because the God of this world will like to blind your eyes I cast out the power of the God of goodness this world I can't preach any better message to you than this message. So be awake, alert, and listen. Stand up, stand up. Amen. He says, "You are storing up because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant, your, he says, unrepentant heart, heart that cannot change. You are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when His righteous judgment will be revealed, and that day will be revealed." He says, "God will give." To each person according to what he has done. Each person. Each person. You, 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 you. Every person. According to what you have done. Then he says, to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor and immortality. He will give eternal life. And then, but for those who are self-seeking who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Say minus me. Minus Say oh, it, will never to you. it will never happen to you. Amen. So people who are stubborn, people who refuse salvation, people who they are offered salvation and they have purpose in their hearts, I will never give my life to Christ. Those people, they are going to hell. Amen. The next group of people Those who accept the offer, but look back. They accept the offer, but look back. In verse 26, the Bible says, lost wife, he looked back. She looked back. Lost wife looked back. This this is concerning, you see, she was taken out of Sodom. She was taken out, and she was being moved away, but she looked back. This is concerning born-again Christians who are constantly looking back. People who have given their life to Christ, people who say they are Christians, but they are constantly looking back. Those people, they will not go to heaven. Where will they go? I didn't hear you. You see, you're afraid to say it. Because the scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 17, it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if you have given your life to Jesus, it says, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. He is a brand new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you are born again, all things are passed away. And all things must be new. In the NLT, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anyone who belongs to Christ, anyone who has given his life to Jesus, anyone who is here, who is, says he's born again or she's born again, he says, you have become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Do, are you living a new life? Are you living a new life? You see, this is what God is expecting of us. It's not me. It's not the pastor. So don't hide that from me. God is one who is expecting that you are living a new life. The Bible says, "Lot's wife looked back. She was delivered out of Sodom, but she looked back. She looked back. She couldn't let go of the pleasures of Sodom. She couldn't let go of the pleasures of the world. So she looked back. As she was going, she remembered the things of Sodom and she looked back. And she never made it. Because she was missing the evil things of Sodom. The evil things. Many Christians are constantly looking back. Looking back into the world. Many Christians are constantly looking back into their old life. The life that they used to live. Some of you, you are even sad that you are a Christian. True or not true? Oh yes. There are some of you who are sad that you are Christian. Because you remember the old life that you used to live. You are sad that you are Christian. And you, 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 you miss that life. You miss the old life. But the Bible says that old things are passed away. You are a new person. Amen. And you must live a new life. Amen. Else you are going to hell. But many Christians. They, they they actually reminisce reminisce about their past lives do you understand what is reminisce do you understand? can you find me a dictionary you have a dictionary tell the people what it means to reminisce to reminisce means to indulge in are you listening to indulge in enjoyable cole- recollection enjoyable recollection of past events They reminisce about their past life. About their past sexual encounters with old boyfriends and old girlfriends. Because since you became a Christian, you are single. And you miss the past life. You are thinking of the past. Especially in the night when you are lying down and it's cold when it's cold then you remember the scripture in ecclesiastic chapter 4 verse 11. it says when the two lie together then there is heat. Heat, heat and you are you you reminisce and then you begin to remember oh and then your mind you start thinking you reminisce about the encounters of the past to indulge in the old time recollection You miss the past. People like this, the Bible said they are looking back. They are looking back, and they will not make it. With joy, you are lying down and remembering things, and then you're feeling good. You say, "Now I can sleep." Oh, and then you take a pillow, and then you start reminiscing. You see, I'm preaching to you. Give the Lord a shout of Amen. And then you lie on your bed. You say, hmm, "Gone are the days, oh, gone are the days." You say, "Gone are the days." You reminisce, hey, indulging in the recollection. You say, "Hey, this Christian life is hard, oh, <laughs> this Christian life is hard, oh." Because you're remembering the past. Some of you, your worldly music. You know, you love the worldly music. You see, let us, let us, let us, you see, let, let us live the word of God. Let us live the word of God. You don't listen to proper music only when the pastor is around. And then when the pastor is gone, and then you go and look. He's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Hey, he's gone. Looking in the past because you see ah, this Christian music. You see you miss the past. You miss the past. You miss the past. You say ah we used to dance certain dance and then some they start playing even when you go to certain parties and they start playing certain songs and you are a Christian. And then you are sitting down there you see because you are a Christian you cannot get up and begin to dance you know and and then you sit down and you begin to tap. You begin to tap your feet. As you are sitting down and the mess, the the song is going on like that, you see everybody sees a Christian, proper Christian. So you are sitting down there, but you are reminiscing. Yeah. You are reminiscing and you are sitting down there and then you begin the song, you begin to tap. You begin to tap your foot. You begin to tap your foot. And then you go like this and the song is going you. And then your mind goes back, reminiscence. And then you begin to shake your head like this. And then you begin to go like this. It's a, mm, mm. And the sun begins to go inside you. And then you say, mm. And then you see you can't, you can't, you can't. And then you get up and then you start. You are living the past. You are looking back. You reminisce, you see. Mm. And then your mind goes to certain moments. Where he was holding you and he was singing. And then you remember. So as you are sitting down there. Nobody knows what is going on in your mind. But the one who says that. All things have passed away. And all things have become new. He knows that you are reminiscing. Indulging in the recollection. Of the old times. Reminisce in the past you looking back people who look back so you like the song Uh, Mm, 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 mm. you see Mm. Mm, 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 mm. the song is going inside you because your mind is going in the past, he said. Lot's wife, she looked back. She looked back. She looked back. She looked back. And then you begin to recollect. And then you remember that it was from this party. And then when we left here, I remember how you know she, he held my hand and we went to the car. Your mind is going back, remembering every step into the bedroom, and then it continues, and then. You finish and then you take a deep breath and then you sleep. Very relaxed. <laughs> then you finish, you say, this Christian life. So some of you, you are sad that you are a Christian. You are sad that you are a Christian. Some of you, some, your close relations, the people who are still your close relations, close friends, they are still unbelievers. Close friends, they are still unbelievers. You are looking back. You are looking back. Your close associates, people that you move with, they are the same ones you are moving with. He says, all things are passed away. All things, they are passed away. Everything that is in the past, they are passed away. But your close associates, and they call you Friday. He said, the party is on Saturday. He said, oh, you people, leave us alone. We know we are going to church now. But, oh, but once Friday, Saturday night, then what? And then right away you get up, go in your closet to find a dress. Find a dress. And then Sunday morning you can't even come to church. Because you are drunk. Your close associates, some of you, you, are. your close associates are orangus. Orangus. Do you know who are orangus? Orangus are people who destroy churches. People who destroy churches. They are your close associates. Because, oh, you, you say, oh, but I, I knew I knew him, I knew them, I knew her before I joined the church. And so, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are your new friends now. We are the ones that you are supposed to associate with. All things have passed away. Say, so live a new life. You must live a new life. Let us believe the Bible. Let us live the word of God. We must believe in what the, Lord of, the, the word of God says. He says all things are passed away. Your best friend is an unbeliever. Your best friend, your BFF, is it BFF? It's, a, it's an unbeliever. Your BFF is an unbeliever. You say, I have known her from high school. I have known him from high school. You are born again. All things are passed away. All things are passed away. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Your person that you go to, your go-to person, when you are in serious situation, it's an unbeliever. It's an unbeliever. When you have marital issue, big marital issue, the person that you call is an unbeliever. You can't live a life. You are looking back. I say you are looking back. Some of you, the person that you actually want to marry, the person that you are planning to marry is an unbeliever. You see, we are not wiser than God. I say we are not wiser than God. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? The Bible says, "Lot's wife, he looked back. I want to read one more scripture with you and then we can... Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. We can read the NLT. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 29. It says, so, you see, this scripture, can we go to 28 quickly? Let me show you something. 28. It says, but I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You see, serious." Then verse nine, verse 29 it says, "So if your eye." So that means that if you have had, I mean looking at women lustfully and things like that, that means your eye is a problem." <laughs> Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, listen, you know, this scripture, this scripture that we're about to read, it tells you how serious hell is. You see, you have no idea. Don't joke with hell. Don't take hell for a joke. It tells you how serious hell is. You know, Jesus is not literally saying people should be pulling. But look at the scripture. It says, when you look at a woman lustfully, when you look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed adultery in your heart. You have sinned. So if you, you 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 are the kind that whenever you see women you begin to look and then you begin to lust in your heart, that means your eyes are a problem. That means your eyes are a problem. Do you understand? So either you have to find some dark glasses that you can see women properly, or something. But listen to what Jesus, that's what I will say. This is what I will say. When I don't know about hell, when I do, I've not seen hell before. I will say, oh, then find some dark glasses that, oh, some glasses that changes, you know, like the Instagram things that changes people's images. <laughs> find a glasses like that. So when you see a beautiful woman, then she looks ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Filter. Instagram. Yeah, so walk with uh, fil- Instagram glasses, something like that. And then you see, ah, a woman, I thought she was pretty, but when you go closer, the woman looks like, uh, and then you say, oh, so you will not look lustfully. That is what someone who, does, who has not seen hell, that is my recommendation. But look at somebody who knows about hell. This is his recommendation, not Instagram glasses filters. He said, so if your eye, if your eye, even your good eye, he said, when I see a woman, I can see clearly the good eye without filters. At Me, I, mean, I no beautiful woman. So when I see one, I can see well. He said, even if your eye, the good eye, causes you to lust. It causes you to look at women lustfully. He said, gouge it. Do you understand gouge? Oh, man. You see, you people, you don't understand hell. It's, Jesus is Jesus This scripture is Jesus speaking. He said, gouge it out. Gouge it. That means grab it. You know, violently gouge it out. And don't gouge it and hold it so that next time when you, you see and you put it back. <laughs> you know, look, I am trying to show you how serious hell is. I'm trying to show you how se- It says if your eye will do that, will make you last after a woman, then gouge it out. That means even you have two eyes, left one is not too well, but the right one is really good. And that is the one that sees properly. He said, even your good eye, gouge it out and throw it away. Go 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 to the forest and throw it out. Never to take it back again. Because it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. This is Jesus. We joke with hell. But the one that is from there, he doesn't joke with it. You know, we take church things, oh, when we are around, we are there. You know, we come. It is a serious thing. Serious. It's serious. He said gouge it out and throw it away. Throw it away so that you make it to heaven. So that you make it to heaven. It's better to go to heaven one eye the bad eye, than to go to hell with a good eye. The next one. He says, if your hand, if your hand, even your strong hand, the strong hand, you say, I'm a right-handed, I can't afford to lose my right hand. If that hand goes places, and it causes you to sin, you see, your right hand, the strong hand, so there's a person in your life, you say he's a very, you know, this person he without this person I can't do anything. Without this person, I've known this person, the way this person has helped me in this, the way this person has done this to me, is a very strong person in my life. If that person will cause you, the strong person in your life will cause you to go to hell. The Bible says, Cut it off. Cut, cut, cut it off. Cut it off and let don't let it hang around. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. You see, there are some people in our lives, we have to cut them off. Cut them off and throw them away. It is better to cut such people off than to attach yourself to them emotionally and say, I have known him for many years, I have known her for many years, and then go to hell. Because you have no idea what hell is about. You have no idea. You will not play with it. That, oh, we have been together for so many years. Uh, You know, how can I suddenly, because I'm a Christian now, I'm not talking to him again. I'm not talking to her anymore. Jesus is saying it is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Than to be thrown into hell. And then the next one. He says, you have heard the law that says, a man can divorce his wife by merely giving... Here, That's let's read another one in Mark and then we close. Mark. Mark chapter 9 and verse 43. Mark chapter 9. The same type of scripture. Mark chapter 9. It says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter eternal life. That is heaven. To enter eternal life with only one hand. With only one hand. So it is better to go to heaven main." than to go to the unquenchable fires of hell. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Than to go to the unquenchable fires of hell with two hands. So what are two hands to you to go to hell? What are two hands? What is that boyfriend to you to go to hell? Are you understanding what I'm sharing? What is that friend to you that, that you go to hell? What are two hands? I mean, we are talking about your own two hands that you can cut it off. Then he said, if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. Cut it off. This is your, you, I mean, come to heaven, Peter's gate, Peter is there. He said, what happened? Ah, weren't you a preacher? Yeah, I was preaching with one leg. What happened? his leg was troubling me it makes me go to Brooklyn, this girl, all the time. <laughs> if this is the leg you used to drive to go to Far rock away to see a girl, cut it off, cut it off, <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> you see, you have no idea about hell. You have no idea about hell. That is how serious hell is. That it is worth escaping hell by cutting off. Go to the doctors and say, here, take it. Take it. Amputate me. So I can't drive anymore. Do you understand? So there are other parts of the body that we can't talk about much. But if that part is horrible, it's causing you trouble. Do you understand? Tie, tie. If you have to go for sutures, let's close the area. Stitch it, close it. It's better for you to go to heaven, stitch together than to be thrown into hell. If it is causing you to go to hell, our time is up. We'll continue next time that we meet. Stand to your feet, please. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Escape hell. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Glory and honor. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Father we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you Lord in the name of Jesus glory and honor unto you thankful we are grateful Lord we thank you for you we thank you Lord for your word we thank you for the gift of salvation we thank you Lord that you have chosen us and you have caused us to approach your kingdom we thank you Lord for your revelations revelation about the realities of hell We give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. With all eyes closed, all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I do not want to go to hell. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to jesus i want to welcome jesus christ into my life i want to give my life to jesus if that is you this afternoon beloved you want to receive jesus christ as your savior with all eyes closed and every head bowed. wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus christ as my savior i want to escape hell I do not want to go to hell I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life I want to receive salvation you are saying pastor I do not want to be the one who hears about salvation and takes it as a joke but this afternoon I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life if that is you just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you anyone here like that anyone here you are not taking this message as a joke it's not a fantasy It's not a made-up story. Heaven and hell are real places. Just as the earth is a real place. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Beloved, do not leave this place without receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. Do not leave this place. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We give you glory, we give you honor, we thank you Lord for giving us the gift of salvation. We thank you for the blood that was shed for us. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.